If you'd like to support the show, please rate us five stars, check out our merch store, or go to patreon.com slash what's my thesis to become a patron. All links in the description. Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we found to the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview and ask, what's my thesis? And today, my guest is Quinn Alexandria Hunter. And uh, what I've been, uh, I've been really excited about this conversation because it doesn't usually happen that I've talked to an entire social circle of people before I get to somebody. I guess the, the, the last person in the group, first of all, Thank you so much to Chelsea. Uh, I, I I don't know if anybody ever refer, refers to her as Chelsea as fuck, but <laughs> she she uh, this is like she she really hooked me up with some really interesting people. I was telling uh, so I don't know if you know who I've spoken to, but I've spoken to Claire Gatto. I've spoken to um, uh, Sarah Nishikawa. I've spoken to Gerald Collins. So like. At this point, I feel like, I, like I was telling uh, Sarah that I'm gonna end up uh, just showing up in Detroit and knowing all of her friends, and she's gonna be like, "Who the fuck are you? Have we met?" <laughs> I'm like Perfect. inserting myself into her life at this point, but it's hilarious. So, uh, how do you know uh, uh, Chelsea? Oh, and it's Chelsea A Flowers. Her name is actually not not actually Chelsea as fuck. <laughs> oh, it should be though. It should be. Um, I think so she, Chelsea, I mean, I don't think I came up with that. I think she plays into it by going by, by Chelsea AF, right? I just, yeah. No, I, just felt good, I felt familiar enough to say the curse words. Yeah, no. Ch- Chelsea's bomb. Um, no, she's we great. actually met uh, in the spring of 2020. We were in a, gr- in a group show together before uh, COVID shut down. So oh, okay. we were in a, a show together in granville ohio um and if you don't know where granville ohio is it's okay i didn't know either (laughs) um it's about 30 to 45 minutes east of columbus is this where cranbrook is no No. so (laughs) you're a different you're a different faction of the detroit friends that i've been introduced to okay yeah 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 that's actually where denison university is no they're private liberal arts school okay and is that where you that's where you guys went to school no well chelsea went to denison i went to ohio university which is in athens uh and not athens georgia but athens ohio i didn't know there was one but it makes sense and okay and uh so i've definitely took a peek uh because sometimes i forget to uh, take a peek at people's work because, like, I as you know, I book things like way in advance so that I don't yeah, end like, up like May. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I completely forgot. <laughs> no, this which is why it was totally okay, you know. The, uh, but anyway, w- w- when we had to reschedule, I totally understand. Like, no one's this fucking neurotic about shit. <laughs> but it's but so it's, good, though. No, well, it just keeps me from like n- having to scramble and have it. it, it, it like I'm just getting better at booking guests, obviously, because the conversations that I've had with everyone from Detroit that I've been introduced to have been amazing. So I think that that's like an even better way of curating these things. And I'm definitely going to be hitting people up for that in the future. But uh, and it's a small world, too, because uh, Sarah knows people from uh, Monte Vista, which I've just become a part of. Uh, and uh, and so <laughs> it's like it's a really small like uh the art world is also really small the more you get it's out there, you know? So tiny. Like, yeah. be nice. Be very, yes. very nice. <laughs> Although, but it also, it's, I will say, I was just thinking about this because of a conversation that I had with Sarah. Uh, in the, I literally recorded Sarah's episode yesterday. So uh, um, uh, uh, that also sometimes it's important to burn bridges. 
certain bridges need to be burned. Like, in, in a professional... So not like, oh, fuck your mama, you know, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but sort of, but, but in a, in a look, you know what? I don't feel safe working with you. You're pulling some weird things. So like, uh, I don't want to work with you anymore, you know? Yeah, and no. like, just like ending it like that, like just professionally, like not like, again, yeah, professional boundaries are really important. Yeah. But anyway, so, uh, are you, are you, you're originally from Detroit? Are you just in Detroit? Uh, oh, my journey is a long one. Uh, okay. so I'm originally from Charlotte, North Carolina, born and raised. Okay. My parents, oh, well, technically my mom's from Oklahoma, but her dad was in the Air Force. So she lived in a bunch of different places, including like Taiwan. Uh, but he got out of the Air Force. Your dad Miami. or your mom? Sorry. Your dad was there in. Well, my dad was also in the Air Force, but my, sorry, okay. my grandfather your grandfather, so my okay. mom's dad. And so, so your mother grew, grew up, up. Yeah, I got you. In Miami, because that's where he got out of the Air Force. And so, I guess technically, my family's from Miami. Uh, my brother claims three hundred five. Oh, even what? though he you, left did you do a lot of drugs? Four. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I have too much anxiety for that. <laughs> I just love that. That's my like. Hey, you from Miami? You snort cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I I have heard some stories about Miami and uh I've the, told some stories about Miami powder. on this podcast. So <laughs> But okay, we don't have to talk about how wild Miami is. So you grew up there, like what area? Uh North Carolina. Oh, so no, Carolina. so he was there when he was four and then you were in North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was born and raised in North Carolina. I claim North Carolina as my home. Uh, What's the area code was, there? Uh seven oh four. Do you guys call it out like 305 people or are we just the only ones? I think you I'm guys ne- are the only one. You know what? I think Pitbull made that a thing. It Maybe but, he did. No, but you know what? 305, take it to the house. Uh, Trick Daddy. Slip and slide oh, crew. That's true. Yeah. That's true. It, 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 305 is a thing. It's, a thing. it's really it's weird. There's, there's only uh, 786 and that came later. And apparently that spells out sun. So, <laughs> but no one claims 786 because fuck 786. It's 305. It was like that when I was growing up too. Yeah. So, okay. So you're from North Carolina. Uh, when did you decide like art was a thing for you? Oh, you know, it was never really a decision. Um, uh, obviously it was a burden, I mean, but when, when were you so <laughs> burdened? <laughs> oh God. You know, that's always the hardest question because it was like, I feel like every little kid starts out drawing. And then for me, I just never stopped. Okay. Right? I mean, but you don't draw, I just I mean, expanded. Your latest work is, 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 uh, is really interesting. Which I, I definitely remember this from when I, when we from back in May when I saw it, uh, and I uh, I'm excited. I, you know, sometimes you think that you just see something and you don't know that you've booked the person for the show because like things that get disconnected in your brain. So I'm really excited to talk to you about these. So you're doing. I'm going to use my terminology. I hope it doesn't it doesn't upset uh, the I'm super aesthetic. Chill. But uh, there is there's definitely a. It's not exclusively collage because sometimes it's about cutting things out, but it's not paper. It's materials with different textures. It's like uh, fabrics, textiles with different textures, right? There's some diamond stitch stuff in the, as a background, and then you have some really tightly woven, figurative, almost photographic, but like, you know, like how tin types you lose resolution like that, yeah. right? Like it's, it's not like, but, but it, has, it has the texture of being woven. Is that what that is? Am I describing yeah. this appropriately? Yeah, yeah, okay. I think so. Are you being able to picture what I'm looking at? <laughs> I, well, I'm, I made what you're looking at. So. Yeah, but sometimes I describe <laughs> things to people and they're like, I don't know that piece. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it has to do with my description skill. But yeah, and then there's some stuff that's a little bit, that, that gets a little bit more colorful. We've got tassel edges on the top and the bottom. Mm-hmm. How does that end up looking? Do you, do you display them on the wall? Yeah, they're like wall hangings. So does, do those tassels like kind of drip down or are they sturdy enough? They're sturdy like, enough that they just sort of like fray okay. up. Okay, I can see that. This is so cool. I really, really, really like this. Um, do you sometimes just pin stuff or is this a work in progress? The last post. Oh, God, when was the last time I posted? Oh, it's all good. It's, uh, it, uh, <laughs> do, do, do you just like, um, do you sometimes just use like 
uh, not safety pins, but like little pins to keep hold things in place, and that's the uh, finished piece, or is that uh, you mean a these babies? Yeah, those things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, everything is always uh, stitched in. Stitched in. Okay. Yeah, insurance like stitched in. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean that sounds like a that seemed what the way I was looking at it seemed so precarious. I was like. Oh, <laughs> oh! you know what? That might be like a work in progress. No, no, I think that's what it is. Okay. But yeah. So, okay. So now I've described it somewhat visually. I think maybe if you can talk a little bit, but we will get into your topic too, but I do want to talk about the work because I want to encourage people to look at it because I have been excited about it. Then there's some stuff also, as I scroll farther down, you do a lot of stuff with, uh, uh, it, if, oh, I guess you're like actually straight up making these carpets, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So then there's like the grid system and then you pulling uh, fab, uh, uh, whatever, whatever it's called through. Is hair. there, what, is this like human hair or like, uh, hair? no, oh, no, okay. it's, uh, it's, weed. I see some stub braided stuff here and I talked to Chelsea about hair and it's completely out of my experience. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's all weave. So it's weave. Yeah. But well, that's the what I meant only by hair. actual hair. Well, the only actual hair that's like uh, like human hair in it is my own. Okay, but it is it is like weave that you would use for your hair. Yes. Okay, yes. that's what I meant. I'm sorry. My uh, uh, vernacular is not there. No, and it's then, cool. I mean, because there good. is human hair that people buy. Uh, yeah, that's... But that, this that, is all artificial. Yeah, Chelsea had talked to me about that. And then I was like, she was like, it depends what kind of human hair. And I asked her uh, if it was like what kind of body hair. And <laughs> but she meant like, you know, Indonesian and, and things like that. Uh, yeah. Okay, and then you've got some stuff. Where, are, do you do performance, like figurative performance too? Yeah. Okay. So I would say that my my practice is probably like seventy five percent object making and twenty five percent performance. All right. No, it, it's all really interesting. That's why I kind of just wanted a rapid fire, give people an idea of what kind of stuff you're making. Um, what's so I see these pieces with like really long, uh, or it's like a stripe pattern. And then on the edges, mm-hmm. it has sort of like these, uh, iconic things. Maybe this is a bound to fail by describing This is where I, you, you, you made the work, but you don't uh, know what the <laughs> fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Like there's some I pieces. I think I do. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it's a, it's a rug. It's mm-hmm. hanging. Black it and brown. Black and brown. And then it's surrounded by, um, sort of organic, uh, shapes. Mm-hmm. And what's the decision making? It, uh, it makes me think there are some iconic things in there that are kind of inescapable for me in my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to hear you maybe talk about what the, the organic sp- shapes are. Cause some of it kind of looks mm-hmm. fire twiggy and then some of it looks like kind of fish like, but ambiguous. You know, it's not like you're Jesus fish. It's sort of like <laughs> blobby, like from the side angle. It could also be three-dimensional, but since it's flat, it just kind of reads like mm-hmm. uh, an amorphous blob. Yeah, so that's, uh, God, I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, I think it's 116 hours of negotiation between the world and me. And that's, um, so that's the first rug that I made. It's um latch hook with weave. Um that's all artificial weave. Uh so it's not human hair. And the iconography on it is actually um there's But it's not tricks. like it's not carpeting material, right? It's like mm, no. it's it, again, it's it's uh it's you're ta- you're appropriating an object that is made for uh, hair, like to wear on someone's head, right? Not absolutely. To, okay. I take Just it out of the bundles. Yeah, yeah, I take it out of like the prepackaged bundles. It and comes then in I... a bundle. Yeah, I'm so t- I don't have hair. If you're not, li- if you're just listening, <laughs> <laughs> so hair. I, I to me, hair is body hair, and like you know the the beard hair. So go ahead. It's been a while. It's been like at least I lost my hair in my twenties. So <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. So it comes in like these prepackaged bundles, and I actually um, all of the hair that I've used in 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 the work has actually been ordered from Amazon. Um, okay. Which is actually a funny side story that maybe I'll tell later. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I can tell it really quickly. Um, so. What's really funny is that Ohio University is a majority white institution, and I didn't pay for a single bundle of hair myself. I 
was able to convince this majority white institution to buy me, a black woman, like $6,000 worth of hair weave. How, how did you do that? How, like, I wrote was it grant. just white guilt? Uh, probably. <laughs> There's probably some guilt in there. Um, but what, what ended up happening was I wrote uh, three different grants and then by some kind of miracle, I got all of them. And it it, turned, it totaled out to be around, I want to say, $11,000. Wait, so so you got, uh, so your grants were $11,000 and then you spent six grand on hair? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you wear any of it? You know, I, actually, the only time I've ever worn weave has been for performances. Okay, because that was one of the things I asked the same thing, because uh, 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 Chelsea's whole thing was a performance while she was doing her hair, and it was mm-hmm. fucking hilarious, obviously, right? And uh, and so, what? but one of the things that blew me away was that, like, uh, uh, she was like, sometimes she sees little kids, and she's like, where are you getting the money for that? You know, like, how much is six grand worth of weave? You know, that's why I got it from Amazon. Because <laughs> but this like, stuff, how much, how, how much does it weigh? <laughs> oh, okay. So, so all of that is that is only part of the hair that I bought. There's a closet that's right next to me, and then also there's a I have a basement that also has like a bunch of hair in it. Could you jump on it like a bed? Is it that much? Yeah. All right. Like, <laughs> that's like, such a such a satisfying image. So that's what six grand worth uh, remaining after your pieces is is worth. Damn. Yeah. You still, I mean, it's cheap hair. Can you? Yeah. It's no. Cheap. I mean, obviously, you're gonna walk on it, and it's <laughs> it, 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 the the important. It, <laughs> and then so okay. So looking at it again, uh, the stripes they're very American uh, flag. Mm-hmm. Inducing, but you don't have like a cutout square. You have some stuff that's happening on the outside of this. Really, it's so weird how like the brown lines with the black just still like read like American flags. I don't. I, I mean, well, there's 13 stripes. Is that what it is? It's the number. There's 13 uh, stripes. You nailed. You nailed it because like that. I mean, that's exactly what it looks like. And then there's some the the lines that are. Oh, okay, so is there like uh, I I don't know. I no, I was gonna say something, but I didn't want to make it too literal. But there's fire, and then there's fish-looking things. I'm like, is it like a Christian nation on fire? No, sorry. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm making I mean, myself gag with my thoughts. It's on fire. But uh, but no, yeah. So that's interesting. Okay, so we've got an idea of what you what you're making. We can change yeah. the the subject. Well, uh, I do want to s- note that the that the the organic. Um, shapes that you're seeing are actually um, dry, various stages of drying tobacco. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that so is it's also m- referencing. So those like that that stripe is also referencing aerial cornrows. Oh, okay. Too. So North Carolina is the tobacco state. Um, that's right. Where that's I'm right. From. Interesting. What about these text pieces before we get into your topic? Because we text. are going to start segueing. Uh, I'm tired of treating my aggressors with such care. Oh, okay. I get it. You don't have to explain that. I cannot absolve you of your sins, guilt, or pain. I am only a woman. I'm not magic. And I'm sorry if my read is like so. I a, 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 <laughs> it's, I feel like I should be like selling these a little bit more, but I'm not good at reading. Uh this too shall pass. The, uh, and then I'm also the, the screen that I'm looking at you on is blocking the view. The day is my body doesn't feel like home. I treat it with the most care. Okay. Well, you don't have to get into that. Th- those seem very personal unless you want to talk about it. I mean, they were just like these things that I, really, I was making every day to like really get into my practice during uh, like grad school. And so okay. I was like literally just like, reacting to what was happening and like i posted them on instagram they're yeah. like really like public statement or like private statements made public but so many people could like identify yeah. well, with them 
The only reason I keep reading them is because they're interesting to me. So <laughs> I have a few on. I'm not a guilty pleasure. Uh, I am not negotiating. There's a bunch, so I, I'm not going to go through all of them. But now I'm getting into, like, the meat of it. I only saw the first couple. Uh, I'm going to find one that I really like. I haven't thought about these in years. No, I, it's fair. <laughs> I I don't know how, how active you are on Instagram, so... I don't know how to teach you to care. These are great. These, uh, they, I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm pulling out your old work and it's not like embarrassing. <laughs> no, I mean, no, like, they're actually I was really interesting. In a super, like the first time I really lived in a super white area, and I felt like this like other little black spot, and it was no like, that. Well, okay, so so tell me how, what like uh, North Carolina was like. I mean, I, I I feel like with you guys with the Detroit. Uh, friends that I've just made, uh, I'm not calling you a friend yet. You have you 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 we we it's you 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 can decide if we're friends. You, there's still time. <laughs> I'm not putting that pressure on you. Uh, <laughs> um, it, I feel like it does feel a little looser because I have an idea of the vibe of the social circle, and I guess that you guys are maybe a little bit closer than I anticipated. Um, like it seems, it feels like Detroit is like a tighter knit community. I don't know. I mean, I only moved here about a year ago. Um, oh, okay. And, so. and, and Chelsea's, Chelsea's my only friend so far. Oh, okay. So you're I, not you part know, of the... All right. Because when I talk to... Uh, well, let me introduce you to some good people. The, uh, <laughs> Gerald and, uh, and these guys, they, they've been in, in Detroit for a while. So you probably end up meeting them. But they're really, really sweet people. But I want to get a sense of what... Now that I understand how you tie into Detroit... Because you're part mm -hmm. of the scene now, in, undeniably, right? Like, even though you've been there a year, you're active and whatnot. So I want to give you your place. But I understand if you don't want to claim Detroit. I feel like Sarah was really helpful in helping me understand, because she had been some time in L.A., in helping mm -hmm. me understand the difference between L.A. and Detroit and the size of the scene. So now I want to ask you a little bit about North Carolina, because that's completely out of uh, my... I've only driven through North Carolina... I have a sense of like, you know, what a lot of the white people in uh, Miami and Florida love, like Asheville and all of mm -hmm. those places, which seem like, you know, there are some places where I pass very much as white, but then there's some very places where places where I very much pass as Middle Eastern mm -hmm. or like ambiguously like uncomfortable making, like where I'm in, you know, so like I used to drive out of Miami, which is very Cuban, and where cops mm -hmm. were like, oh, nice Cuban boy. But then I end up going through all of Florida <laughs> and then through the South and all of that. But did I need to be that worried? You know, it's, always, it's actually really interesting because I'm actually going to turn a light on in here. It's really interesting because we don't consider Florida the South. I know. That's my, that, that, uh, Florida is its own kind of fucking crazy. Oh yeah, like that whole meme, Florida man. God, it's so true. I, though. I live that life. Um, like, I mean, I didn't yeah. wrestle an alligator, but any any drug related stories, I probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know what? North Carolina is a really beautiful state, and it has its interesting people. Um, there are places in North Carolina I would not get out of my car. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. In what, um, for what reasons? For what reasons? There are too white or too or too poor or too dangerous and poor. I, would, I, I don't. Okay, I didn't well, want to like shit on poor people, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I mean, there are places I wouldn't get out of my car for, I guess, a multitude of reasons. But like, there are like really like rural rural, 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 that's fine. Rural areas um, that, you know, there's, they're flying 10 different Confederate flags, right? Like they haven't lost the war yet. And there are like diners that have. Is it burgers. for real like that? Or like, is it, is it for real? Like they haven't lost the war in their mind? Like I, I, cause I, I'm asking because I don't know. I'm not asking yeah, because mean, I'm skeptical. I want I want to know. 
No, there are people that absolutely believe that the South will rise again. What does that mean to them? Do you know? <sighs> you it's know, okay if you I don't. Can't, I, I, can't, I can only attempt to get inside of their mind, but okay. there's this, this like really like sort of deep belief that after the Civil War ended, a lot of like white families lost their like livelihood they lost their income and like you know that like battle mentality of like fighting for what theirs um even though it was never theirs in the first place um is still there and it, it, it's not i mean like there those families are like few and far between but it's like when you are driving you're like oh there's like a confederate flag cool not gonna stop for a few miles or you know you just like you are in your car and you just get a vibe right like you don't see any other people of color around you're just like driving down the highway and you're like oh i just saw like a, a weird like matte black pickup truck with a lift kit and i don't know and they're like blacked out windows and i don't know what's happening behind those windows and like growing up in north carolina there it's not like it's said but it's like almost like these learned things of like oh like i don't know if that's safe and i mean i'm very upfront about like what my biases are like this is part of like my own personal bias I'm like working through like I shouldn't be triggered by like a lift kit on a pickup truck right but like it's also a part and of truck like, the nuts. self yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> the first time I, I know, saw one of those I, was like, I, I, I just want to throw in that those people also make me incredibly uncomfortable because <laughs> I feel like I feel I feel like there is definitely a sense of, uh, so, okay. So then the answer to my question, we can keep talking about it. I don't want to cut it, cut it, but it seems like the answer to my question is that you noticed the same things that I did driving through North Carolina. Yeah. And then, and and there's like really good places like like South of the border. I'm kidding. For people that don't know, that's like a a tourist trap that's between uh, South Carolina and North Carolina. And uh, it was like, it was literally, I used to drive from Florida to, uh, from Miami to Maine, to Bethesda, Maryland. Uh, Not not Maine, sorry. Bethesda, Maryland. Sorry. (laughs) That's a lot less wow. But I would do it in one day uh, with, and like that, uh, that was like my, my like, sit down and eat lunch and just chill it's like this like mexican themed like uh rest stop between north carolina and south carolina it's fucking hilarious (laughs) and pedro is their mascot (laughs) for those of you that are listening i'm just shaking my head yeah but but i think that illustrates it's like cool and kitsch but it's also problematic <laughs> especially because yeah. mexicans don't even live out there <laughs> like it's not even like like if it was in california it's just such a weird it's like north and south carolina and we're gonna call that the border between it's it's very it's, weird centric <laughs> it's it's very it's like like basically any place that there's a university is okay Right, because there's like progressive thought, like Savannah and Georgia. Yeah, like it's like, but it once the like more rural, it gets it gets a little more questionable. Um, But then I I after I left North Carolina, I lived in rural Appalachia for three three and a half years. Whoa, where's that? Where where, what part of the world was that? I mean, Um, I know where Appalachia is, but it's a long trail. Yeah, that's true. Uh, (laughs) In in Ohio, southeast Ohio. Okay about 40 minutes west of the West Virginia border. Okay. Well, Ohio, I think from what I get the sense, I mean, Dave Chappelle lives there. My sister used to live there too. And she saw him there. So like, and the way he talks about it is like, it's a little, like it's just a lot of opiate addicted, like white people, but they're not necessarily evil and racist in the same Southern way. Is that accurate or? You know, or is everybody racist? I mean, you know. I mean, <laughs> there's levels to it, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you are, are there? Well, I guess 
it's not fair to ask if there are places there that you would feel wouldn't feel safe. Like there are definitely places in fucking Florida that I don't feel safe, and I'm not a black person, right? Like there's rural. It can be terrifying. Those are the people that want the guns, and those are those are the people who are. Whose like First Amendment thing is kind of makes sense because if I lived in the middle of fucking nowhere, <laughs> I mean it's like it's just really interesting because like I thought that I would absolutely hate rural life, yeah, and I didn't. I, I'm not saying that I'm like gung ho ready to move back, but there was a there was a slowness to it and a peace to it that like it's just different right like I lived in like New York City I lived in like downtown Richmond and it was just like such a fast-paced thing and then like Richmond like (laughs) Richmond scares me a little bit (laughs) really so what's interesting about Richmond is that it is Virginia by, by the way uh, We're yeah, talking about my Virginia. whole drive to Maryland, basically. Like, you know, I, I have abandoned any, whatever anybody else gives a fuck about listening to. <laughs> like, the audience is gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's, Virgi- like, what's, what's Richmond like? Yeah, so I lived in the heart of Richmond on Broad Street, which is um, near VCU. I was doing a program at VCU for a year. And, you know, Richmond is, inner city is black. Okay. It's majority black majority students um but then the outer part of richmond is wealthy white and then right through the heart of richmond which i think most people know about by now is monument avenue and there's this god-awful maps massive like just it's in your face you literally have to drive around it statue of robert e lee on a horse yeah. and and it's, it, then, did you say it was majority black, the inner city? Yeah. Majority black, that, majority that's, student. That's the result of white flight, essentially? Um, you know, I don't, I haven't dug into the history of Richmond and I should, um, but I would Is say that probably, safe to assume? It's, safe to, it's pretty safe to assume that it's white flight, right? Like with the history of cities and green, red love, lining, green lining. I love the severity with which you speak. That or the consideration with which you speak. That that is, uh, I don't know. <laughs> that that's very that fits into what we're doing here. Okay, so all right, we're done with the I ninety five portion of the show. <laughs> We've gone through Florida. We mentioned Savannah, Georgia. We mentioned uh, South Carolina, south of the border. We have, uh, yeah, dude, we've hit everything. We hit Virginia. Is There's no other states between Maryland. Yeah, I think uh, that's it. D.C. state? It should be. It should be. It should, be. <laughs> it should have a fucking star right in the middle of the flag, just disrupting the whole shit. I forget what the uh, the stripes, What do, do you know what the stripes represent? 13 colonies. Yeah, there should definitely be a fucking D.C. <laughs> <laughs> star right in the middle of it. Okay. Thank you for humoring me, but I did really enjoy getting to know. Okay, so like for me, the closer I got to the greater Washington area, mm-hmm. the more. So like Florida considers itself a melting pot, but it's basically, yeah. Or I mean, so uh, Miami, cons- Southern Florida considers itself a me- melting pot. Even Key, what, Key, the Keys, which fuck that, because the Keys are the whitest fucking place <laughs> I've ever. Uh, like old white people, <laughs> translucent skin, <laughs> and pottery. What's that? And, and pottery. Yes, they're definitely. really into pottery. Yeah, but uh, so. And that and that's where the closest. We, now we've gone all the way to the tip of Florida. We've just done the whole East Coast that we've uh, experienced, and then you went Midwest, so we've covered that. But uh, yeah, the so, most southern point in the U.S. is ninety miles away from Cuba, and I've been there, and I've never been to Cuba. So that's the closest I've ever been to Cuba. Uh, not to get, uh, you know, there's there's political resentment in this whole episode, but when I when I would get closer to dc there was a lot of uh two things it was the most uh persian dense community that i had been a part of and that's when i started to realize that like 
I have roots that maybe I don't know <laughs> because I'm Spanish, but like everybody thinks I'm Arabic and like mm-hmm. now I need to go back. I know my grandfather's name was Israel, you know, uh, on my dad's side. So oh. there's definitely crypto Judaism that seems to be there because like he was born before Israel was a state, you know? Mm. <laughs> so, but I found like the DC area was the place where I was most challenged by my own prejudices of how I was perceived by people. Mm-hmm. And then sort of like, I'm not one of those. And then just like, what is that reaction? You know? So all of that place was like really interesting. And then once I got here, nobody thinks I'm Hispanic at all. <laughs> In Los Angeles, everybody thinks I'm either like, I've been called Taliban. <laughs> I, I, it's like, I have never identified with the, with the prejudices against another culture to the point where I'm like, I think I must be some fucking level of Persian or I haven't done the research. I'm not going to fucking Elizabeth Warren this, you know, (laughs) be like, oh, my papa told me, but like, fuck, dude, like it is insane how often people are like, and then people that don't have that prejudice, like people will tell me shit like, okay, you, um, like, they're like, oh, your name is Javier. Oh my God, that's such a relief because I thought you were Arab. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so anyway, the, the, the experience for me on the East Coast was very different. The experience over here isn't that bad. It is kind of problematic because it is one of those places, one of those places that you can sort of just be like, oh yeah, I have weird feelings about it still. Like, like liberal mm-hmm. people, you know, like upper echelons like they like let's bomb them (laughs) yeah like like they stopped progressing in the 80s yeah exactly and and then like the whole thing where like they asked people like ilhan omar like uh uh what do you think what's your stance on uh uh uh, female vaginal mutilation Or, or you know and it's just like like that that's the fucking it that's a, a mega aggression you know and it's sort of like this weird cultural thing where like i'm like well, i don't want to bomb these people but like i don't really have a stake in it because i'm not directly from the middle east i identify as this latino right <laughs> and the, no one acknowledges that out here in los angeles everybody's like it, it's just because it's so like it's the biggest persian population mm-hmm. outside of uh tehran Oh, wow. And so, so I, all these things that I learned just by looking a certain way, you know, it's, it's interesting, but anyway, your topic <laughs> and now watch, it's like sports cars. <laughs> yeah, my topic, I guess the thing that really laces all of my work together is that I like to dig out things that have either been lost or purposely erased due to time and history. Um, And all of these things relate to either like black African-American communities, black women, um, and sort of erased labor. Yes. Okay. Um, So So, erased labor being unrecognized, invalidated and okay. And like sometimes even physically erased. Like, what do you mean by that? Um, So what's really, I guess what really got me started um, was the, the, the rugs that we were talking about earlier. Um, And the, what did you, uh, Oh, the the rugs. rugs. Yeah. The hair rugs. Um, So all of those rugs are actually sized to specific plantations in um, the South that are currently being used as uh, wedding venues, resorts um, that were once um, plantations that enslaved people and made a profit off of the labor of their bodies. And, and then so, the erasure being the the fact that now it's a celebratory, like, oh, it's a plantation home. Oh. Well, like when you go to these plantation homes, they don't mention any sort of anything about having enslaved people. Um, they don't talk about the fact what, that it was run. Did they rename the quarters that they kept the slaves in? You know, one of the plantations I found, um, 
And I know this because I looked at a historical map and then I looked at a contemporary map and maybe they rebuilt it. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, but one of the plantations that I was looking into, their slave quarters are now bridal suites. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? So bridal suite being where the bride people, gets ready yeah. for the wedding, like the whole bridal, like, you know, like where, where they separate the groom from the bride and she, they can't see each other because it'll be bad luck. Not the yeah. fact that they're fucking, oh, God damn it. Okay. So now I'm starting to see some stuff that maybe uh, I'm going to keep looking at your work Yeah. as you talk keep going so all yeah. right so, so so tell me about no i i i keep yeah. going is like a horrible host question <laughs> <laughs> i have a question i just have a bunch um all right so what area are these plantations that this is north carolina specifically these are uh so the plantations there's three plantations that i focused on with this particular exhibition um though the project in itself is ongoing Hence all the hair that I have in my basement. Well, there's um, a lot of fucking. <laughs> there's a lot history. of plantations, <laughs> and so I guess it's worth noting that I started this project before June of 2020, when everyone decided, everyone and their mom decided that they wanted to be woke about Black liberation. And I'm like, cool. Where were you? <laughs> like, it's gone. Years ago. It's gone. It's a hundred percent gone. It's done. Yeah. The 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 fucking system has. Uh, you know, one of the crazy things that I say on this podcast, I'm sorry to interject, but I mm -hmm. want to hear your thoughts on this thought, but, uh, cause now we have, they're basically making, uh, you, uh applying penal labor to, uh, immigrant, uh, immigrants that have been imprisoned, mm -hmm. which may lead to that less deportation, but like more slave labor. Right. And, and so... So one of the things that I learned from the George Floyd thing, and I've said this a bunch, so you can correct me if you think this is incredibly offensive, and I apologize if it is, but the reason in our society it is okay to shoot black people on the street, Sandra Bland included, everybody, is because when you are collecting property for the state, it doesn't matter if you break the property. You know, it's actually really interesting because it's not interesting. It's fucked. Right. Because like history of the black body in America, right, is being seen as property. And I don't know if we've fully been able to really claim our own bodies back, which is also really like a lot of my performance work is really me trying to reclaim my personhood. Um, I make direct eye contacts in every performance that I do to the point where the person who's made me the art object is uncomfortable, right? Like, oh, wait, I'm looking at a, another human being. Like, I'm staring at them. Like, it's part of that is is sort of this sort of reclaiming of, of space, um, but also, like, being forced to sort of confront, you know, those those nasty things in the closet. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things that eat myself. Like I never really understood like a character like Cyborg. When you when you talk to people who have this particular experience that you're talking about, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm saying black people, but it's a broader experience than that, right? Like because it because you know, uh I've had people on the show that are from Mexico and and they they uh, I was like but yeah, but you're Mexican. And he was like, Mex or they were, sorry. Mm -hmm. They were like, Mexican is not a race. And I was like, you're fucking right, you know? And so there's mm -hmm. little subtleties like that. But one of the things that, uh, my, uh, uh who I'm going to have back on the show is, um, uh, Gauzier, he, he was talking about how, and I, ne I read so much DC comics is for context, right? Like I fucking read, uh, cyborg all the time but mm -hmm. the fact that he is three-fifths of a person essentially right and I was like oh <laughs> you know and for me it was such a comfort to understand that there were these subtleties that we like maybe I internalized it on some level mm -hmm. right 
but the, but it matters that Cyborg is a black character, right? And and uh, because of that body element of it. So, well, I'm I'm relieved because I I was fucking. I'm not, I don't have that experience, but that was my interpretation of seeing the fucking thing with George Floyd. And that was the outrage, right? But I think it's done. I think, and I think that, I think that shit happens. I think that everything, every company that I've ever, ever given my email address, email me their diversity statement. And I haven't heard shit since. What do you mean by that? Clarify. Every, every company that I've ever given my email to. So like Bath and Body Works and What what email? What is the email? Like my email address. And you're sending them in what context? So like every, like every like company that like has my email address advertisements. Like they just like, you know, sent me randomly like their diversity statements, you know, back in June and like haven't heard shit from them since. Like no one asked for a diversity. (laughs) Sorry, just a heads up, because it's just so hot in here that it overheats. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm sorry if it makes you uncomfortable to keep going like this. No, you're Uh, good. Okay, it's going to be so fucking weird because you can't see me nodding my head, but just understand that I'm on board, okay? I'm 100% (laughs) on board, uh, because you... you, All right, go go ahead. So they they were... So when you... They were... So, like, let's say you shopped at Bath and Body Works. Let me see if I'm understanding this correctly. They, yeah. the, the, because I work in retail right now, uh-huh. and they take they take your email address, and the mm-hmm. email that you're getting is a diversity statement. That's the only email, or they're selling you advertisements, and then also telling you how good they are. Both. Okay. So, like, you get like an email. Like, usually, you get Bath and Body. Sorry, Bath and Body Works. Um, but you get like an email from like and Bath nope, and Body Works. We're not plugging you know, them. Like, Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. No, whatever. But like, you know, about like their soap being on sale. And then like randomly June 2020, you get like their diversity statement. And so, and then like the next email you get from them is like, buy more soap. And like haven't heard anything about their diversity, anything that they're doing since. Like everyone just like had to say that they had a diversity statement. But, you know, like, Anything that was going to happen or going to come from that, nah. I'm trying to remember something that someone said, and I hope I don't butcher it. But during that period, uh, the, 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 so basically is Aubrey Igmar Manson was on the show. Or, or, or yeah, Aubrey Igmar Manson was on the show. And she was saying that one of the things that's really fucking weird about this like wokeism, corporate wokeism, and it happens in the military industrial complex too. Like we can't leave Afghanistan because women are going to suffer, but we've been bombing women for fucking, we've been bombing weddings and at a 90% civilian casualty death rate. One of the things that breaks my heart the most is how uninformed some artists are, you know, like, like I take the artist community really seriously and, Mm -hmm. and it's just fucking crazy to me how, like, how responsive to propaganda people can be in terms of like, just this like, performative thing where like dude the black squares i am one of the fucking things that i'm so proud of is that i just didn't buy into that shit you know like like oh my god it was just like this like it was such a fucking empty like we can do it from our couch um one of the people that like okay so i this i I love this because and i think that you're gonna fit in great in detroit because of the people that i've talked to because there is a, a it, it's like a sincere activist bent to the artists, but they're not activists, you know, like it's just a flavor in, in what they do. Like they're not like overtly making art about it or anything like that. It's just community support. I don't know if you know Knox library. That's like the last, that's the, the last person that had had a had an issue with scheduling, and I know they're super fucking busy, so I'm just waiting to have them on the show. Uh, uh, but um, but it, it it does feel like there's this collaborative spirit that I think comes from a labor movement that that's over mm-hmm. there, and I fucking I'm dying for that because like, you know, like I don't know, it it's um. It's just fucking crazy the way that um, that everything is breaking down right now, and we don't have to get into that. 
because it, it's just so overwhelming and it, we're still in it, so we don't fuck it. Like, we, we keep going like, COVID's over. <laughs> God, no. No, my prediction is we'll, we'll, be living, we'll be living this way for at least another three years. People can't, people can't control themselves. Like, people don't have any self-control. I don't even think it's the people's fault. I think there's like a, a conservative uh, or a, a conservative as well, but I think there's a concerted effort to sort of, um, there's this sense that like, you know, profit margin, we're, we're, we're milking that fucking mentality. You got people like Bill Gates that have rebranded themselves. He was the fucking devil back in the 90s. I, I mean, you may be too young to remember this, but like he was, he was the fucking bad guy. Like he was doing the things that we're saying that China was doing that are bad. Mm-hmm. He, was, he, was, he was giving away his free software to all of Africa. My dad was working against this. He worked for the UN and he was like trying to make like free um internet centers to give people access but like it was just this attempt to just sort of sort of like impose your control on people and like the Mm -hmm. idea of the profit motive on like the delta variant variant didn't come from people not wearing their masks or not even that many people getting uh vaccinated like it's coming from Brazil where and it's coming from country like these new variants the whole profit motive of not sharing the patents you know like uh, uh Cuba came up with two vaccines like two fucking vaccines a socialist country with an embargo they came up with two vaccines and if they weren't embargoed maybe they could have spread their vaccine right like and so i think that the object, like, I think the rest of the world, like, I don't mean to be dark, <laughs> but I think you're on board. The rest of the world is like uh, a test kitchen for how they're going to fuck us in here. And then, but, you know, like you have places like Europe that we rebuilt during the war or after <laughs> the war, right? After we bombed the shit out of them and we gave them health care. <laughs> we, you know, like we built them strong and like, and then we made them allies and then we made them dependent and then we made NATO. And so like, what I really like about, um, what I'm hearing from people that I talk to in Detroit is sort of like this, like, uh, movement of like, it feels like the labor movement has been fucked by NAFTA and they're trying to like, you know, like, um, find uh the mutual aid like actually i asked someone from detroit what mutual aid meant because i didn't have a full definition of it but it mm-hmm. essentially just the idea of like people helping each other like communities like which is like so fucking ancient <laughs> and antiquated but like it's where we need to go it seems right like yeah i mean i i am way too young to remember anything that happened in the 90s um but You're a zoomer? i just I, generation I'm Z? A, I am the last year of millennial. I'm the first, I'm the last year of Gen X. What up? It's going to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an, I'm a, I'm a younger millennial. You're a younger millennial. Well, yeah. we have the term Xennial, so I don't know what your term is going to be, but it better have the word zoomer in it. <laughs> we got to survive for me to get a <laughs> Get a nickname. Oh, you won't own a house because I'm not going to own a house. Oh, God. But I want one. I know, me too. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, okay. So do you have anything that do you feel like uh, anything has been left out? Because uh, I don't want to keep you talking to a blank screen. It feels really unfair. You know, there's like no visual cues and like you're kind of vulnerable and I'm watching you. So that feels weird, too. So but I definitely want to have you back on. Well, I I, I taught for the last year and a half online. And let me tell you, I'm used to talking to a black square. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But now I feel like I'm George Floyding it, you know, like the fucking 90. Oh, my God. It feels so 90s. It feels so antiquated. God damn. Why did did I say 90s? It feels like decades ago, the fucking George Floyd thing. And it shouldn't. It just happened last fucking year. Well, it's been a long year. We yeah, have to but it's still not good. Dude, we remember have to live when, through that election. Yeah. Well, we now now we might get into the stuff where I'm like, 
I don't know. That election, it's, it's, I don't know, man. Biden's the fucking, uh, Biden's the uh, crime bill guy. It's not going well. Like, he's, he's the one that's fucking, I am happy that he pulled us out of Afghanistan. We can't do this with you not seeing my screen. But I'm happy that he pulled us out of Afghanistan, but he's a fucking senile, crazy person, and he did it absolutely insanely. <laughs> I, just, I got, I got, no, I got, I don't have enough information, but I am. Yeah, I've, I've watched his career. He banned raves at one point. <laughs> like the parties? Yes. He's a fucking Nazi, dude. But anyway. <laughs> he's a he's responsible for the three strikes law. He's a bad man. We we should do an episode where I just talk to you about Joe Biden. <laughs> and, and be like, this is why he is not better than Trump. Because well, the, I basically don't think that the world runs with either of them in charge. I I, I think like there could be no one in charge. I think it's, I think, okay, we used to have like, I'm sorry, this is dragging You're out. <laughs> we you okay, so the monarchy, right? You know how mm-hmm. the British have the, uh, the, the queen and, mm-hmm. uh, and the prime minister. So you have the mm-hmm. state of head, that's the prime minister. And then you have the figurehead, or maybe it's, I'm reversing them, but that's the separation of those two, mm-hmm. right? So you had an institution that was the monarchy that was like the old stuffy motherfuckers. And then you had the, the and they kept the, 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 each other in check, whatever. Checks and balances are technically bullshit anyway in, in all capacities. But when you come over here, you just have the president who essentially with the, the, the monarchy is the military industrial complex because of imperialism. And then you have the fucking figurehead being like people like Obama which, like, you have... It doesn't matter, like, if it's George W. Bush. It doesn't matter if it's Clinton. They're all just pushing the same things. Like, NAFTA, going back to, like, Detroit, NAFTA was a fucking thing where, like... Um, where, basically, you had uh, Herbert Walker Bush, the first George W... Uh, the first George W. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, the Gulf War president. So he yeah. couldn't pass NAFTA. And then... The new Democrats came in and then they passed NAFTA and they fucked this entire country while they were like, at the same time, they were like, oh, sweatshops, sweatshops are horrible. And like they basically empowered sweatshops. So it's just this fucking crazy, like, it's like bipolar politics in this country. It's insane. Just like, because you have to like, and then before that was what they did before they had gayness on their side. Right. Like now that like they used to fight gayness and now like with gayness, like uh, with being pro LGBT, because they used to be anti like even during the Obama years, they weren't like until like uh, Biden fucked up. Right. They were they, they were not pro um, LGBT at all. They were like, we need to have civil unions. What we can't corrupt marriage. Right. And so like now that's what it now it's become a complete culture war. Anyway, I'm rambling on, but there's a lot of fucking history that makes these, uh, like the dem, like if uh, if you're a leftist, bro, oof, it's very dangerous. Yeah, I don't know. I just I know for me, I felt real unsafe with the rhetoric. Like people got real bold during the Trump years like real bold with their like outward racism. Um, And so for me, I don't You're also in, in the South and in, you know, like you're probably visiting your family back home. Yeah. I mean like the South, Ohio, you know, basically everywhere I've been in the the last four years, but which is a lot of my And I totally get that. But what my concern is the sinister lab kitchen theory, right? Like where it's like, we are bombing black and brown people all the time. We are bombing Somalia, which is the poorest country in the world. Right. Like as we're pulling out of Afghanistan. Afghanistan. I mean, like I can't, like, I don't necessarily think that like everyone on the left is like a good person for Mm -hmm. any, because 
you can't you can't judge people just by their like black and white ideologies like what you're either one or the other um and i think like yeah politicians are like there's a reason they're politicians right like no one that's completely sane has ever been like you know what i want to be president you know like that takes ego um it takes it takes like a, a, a certain amount of want and and grab for power um and so I think for me, it's just like, the, not the devil I know, but the, the situation that I want to combat for the next four years. Yeah. No, I totally understand that. Uh, I find this conversation incredibly interesting, and I want to continue it at a later date. Uh, I, 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 think, I think that there's a lot to talk there. And I think mm-hmm. that you have a really, really, really good perspective. Uh, and I'm very excited about talking to you again. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I really, we'll I really appreciate it. <laughs> What's that? Maybe we'll talk more about art next time. <laughs> oh, we did. We, I talked about your art for such a long time. <laughs> I'm really impressed by your work. Uh, I, I, what's it called? No, yeah. I, I usually don't. Well, this is not really an art podcast. It's an art podcast where artists come on and because it's like talking about visual stuff is really boring, but I felt like there was some really interesting stuff in the way that you were using textiles. And then we ended up talking about some, uh, some more contemporary. Well, I think that your, your experience is, is interesting because you're not from Detroit and you're from the South. And I think we have a little bit of, uh, overlap in that. I think that I basically sounds like I have like at least a decade on you. And so I have this baggage. Uh, I'm 27. You're 27? Yeah, I'm 41. Mm-hmm. So I definitely have at least a decade on you. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that your perspective is valid to me. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to end it with arguing what you're saying. I think, I think, no, no, no. I don't think you're wrong. I think... What I love about these conversations is that you have a different experience and you are the first person that told me, literally, you are the first person that told me that the racism that you were experiencing in your daily life was more overwhelming when Trump was in person that I can actually buy that shit. I've only had white women tell me that. (laughs) How would you know? And so now that you tell me that, I definitely want to continue this conversation because I know, I always know that I'm not right about everything. I just know that I have ideas, you know? So I really want to hear what you have to say about this. Let's end it here. I really appreciate you. I'm sorry it's so fucking hot here that my GoPro died. I need (laughs) to get a better camera. I really appreciate you humoring me through this. Uh, So, you know, at the end of conversations, when you get to know somebody, sometimes you want to, like... Usually the conversation ends when I say the thing about how like it's okay to collect black people uh, to kill black people as property when you're collecting them as property. I mean, it's not okay, but you know, that whole concept that we got going mm-hmm. on. And so I really appreciate that part of the conversation because I'm a fucking lunatic and I'm just like a guy that looks maybe Arab sometimes. So I have ideas, but the fact that you were able to expound on that gives profundity to the idea that like uh we should keep talking about george floyd (laughs) no we should definitely keep talking about george floyd i mean i'm just i'm just one black girl from north carolina i can't give you permission but (laughs) oh no i don't feel like you gave me permission to say that no no i say i'm gonna say that and then if someone pushes back i'm gonna adjust it But I do think that that's a reality because of 13. I, I, I mean, I learned all of this publicly on the show. I didn't even know what the 13th Amendment was until I started talking. Like, you know, dude, we watched the dude put his fucking knee on someone's neck. It, I well, mean, that I actually, I never watched the video. I couldn't do it. I did, and I'm never going to watch it again. Yeah, but, I mean, but, but yeah. maybe it should be watched more. It's. Sh- The last video that I watched of a black person dying was in 2016 when I I believe it was Philando Castell that was, uh, that died on Facebook live. I didn't know he died on Facebook live. That's so like long ago that I I don't even remember that. No, no, you're probably right. You definitely right. 
I'm not questioning it. <laughs> you I mean, can't see my was, face. There were <laughs> There's two, no feedback the, from there me. There were two murders that summer, and I want to say it was Philando Castile, but I could be wrong. Okay. All right. Well, let's promote your stuff, even though it's a really dark thing to end on, Philando Castile getting murdered. But I do... I do That's America. It is. It definitely is. And, uh, and you, ha- you also have some really interesting visual stuff. There's one thing where you have a... Uh, a, a car in front of a person lifting up a house, which I really, it, it, there's some imagery that even though like it, it's, you're, they're not even lifting up the house. They're lifting up the front of the house. You are a master of visual subtlety because all of this stuff is here. Now that I've spoken to you, uh, I really, really appreciate your work. I'm very Thank excited you. to have met you. I really like, I definitely want you to be back on the show uh, where you can see my face for the <laughs> entire episode. <laughs> Sounds and, great. Uh, thank you so much. All right. So you are uh, Quinny94. Uh, yes. Q-U-I-N-N-I-E-94. Uh, yes. That's when you were born. And that was my, one of my best years when I was like 14 years old. <laughs> uh, and uh, what's it called? And do you have other stuff that you we can promote? A website? Is it uh, yeah, outdated? it's just no. It's I mean I haven't posted it's the it's semi up to date. The project dude, that I'm yeah, like real, artist up to date. Yeah, yeah, it's artist up to date. <laughs> and it's what is it? Quinn and then a hunter dot com. All right, and uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you guys, everybody, for listening. It uh, has been definitely an interesting one. Uh, we've taken you through all the Southern East Coast in a very weird, weird way. Bro, I didn't know anything about Minnesota until George Floyd died. <laughs> Signing off. <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate us five stars, shop at our merch store, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Special thanks to our patrons, M. Trichkovsky and Tony Irons. To become a patron, go to patreon.com slash whatsmythesis. 